Welcome to another edition of the IdahoSports.com PrepCast presented by Project Filter. As always, I'm Paul Kingsbury and he is Brandon Hill. It's a Friday. Lots of stuff going on this weekend, Brandon. Uh, a lot of games going on all over the state and they're big games because we're hitting the end of the regular season for girls. Almost there, about three quarters of the way through for boys. So we're at the time of year where every game counts. Yeah, exactly. Especially we talked earlier about how girls basketball front loads a lot of their games at the beginning of the season. So you're looking at the schedules now and it's, yeah, every game definitely matters, especially heading into those critical district tournaments. Now, a, a fun thing about high school sports uh, is rivalry games. Mm -hmm. And and a cool thing about some of these rivalry games is that they happen towards the end of the end of the season and against teams that uh, that might, might be competing for a conference championship, you know, possibly competing for uh, a spot on the state tournament here in a couple of weeks. And so it just kind of it, it kicks those rivalry games up a notch. And, and we're going to talk about a few of those today. Well, first off, I'd be remiss if I didn't uh, wish Betty White a happy <laughs> 98th birthday today. You know, probably the, the biggest celebrity that will never be on the prep cast. So good, good on she you. She is now. She is now. <laughs> yeah, I'll be getting an email from her later thanking me, I'm sure. <laughs> Okay, first up, let's talk about the Battle for the Paddle. It's one of those that it, it, it's held way up north. It, it's between Sandpoint and Lakeland, so it's not talked about too much um, in the rest of the state. But the Battle for the Paddle, Sandpoint versus Lakeland, it's a cool one, and, and here's why. So they've got, they involve everybody. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's, it's one of those spirit competitions, and so the winner of the, the game doesn't necessarily mean you win the competition. Now, they also bring in different sports. So they have the girls game and it's tonight. The girls game is actually going to be starting really soon. The girls game is at four mm -hmm. and then they have a wrestling duel at six. Oh, wow. And then they have the boys game. So a triple header of fun <laughs> at, uh, you know, for, for this battle of the paddle. And then they've got a lip sync competition, um, a rap battle the, the cheerleaders will go at it. I mean, it's, it's going to be intense. So if you're up North for whatever reason, and you weren't planning on going, yeah, go. Head over to the battle for the paddle. Now, up next is the fight for the fish. This one already happened um, last week, I believe, the fight for the fish. And this mm -hmm. has been a, a long-time um, rivalry game, and that's between Coeur d'Alene Lake City. Lake City swept both the boys and the girls um, games this year. I've been to that event once, and that was, boy, that was 10, 12 years ago, I think. A long time ago. Um, and uh, it, it was a, a very good, good time. And so that's one of those that yeah, put it on your bucket list as far as rivalry games go. Okay. And it seems like we're up north, but there's just there's a lot of these cool <laughs> things going on up north. So is there an actual fish that they are fighting over? You know, it's it's a I don't think it's stuffed. It might be wood. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's like a big lake trout okay. looking looking fish um, that that's made made into a, a trophy that they hand back and forth. I think Beautiful. it'd be cooler if they actually had a live fish yeah. in a container that they move back and forth. They named it like, you know, fill the fish or something. <laughs> They do it a, a Seattle style. They throw it into the crowd, and whoever catches it gets to keep it. <laughs> I like it. The Idaho Steelheads. Yeah. After the first goal, someone throws a, a, a steelhead fish oh onto the ice, and then they come get it. And I think they donate it to the local food bank. And so it's kind of cool. But you're right, flying fish everywhere. It's always kind of cool. Okay, up next is the Brawl for the Ball. And the Brawl for the Ball is another northern one, and it's between 3A Kellogg and 2A St. Mary's. And it goes back and forth every year. This year, it was at St. Mary's. They had to delay it, I think. Maybe they didn't because of the storms up there. Maybe mm -hmm. they played it as was. But it's another one of those spirit competitions. It's an all-day thing. They involve the JV and then the varsity. And, you know, they've got all sorts of uh, fun skits and events between. They decorate the gym. Um, and this year, Kellogg, I believe, well, Kellogg, the girls won 52-20. to 20, 
and the boys won 57 to 37. So Kellogg swept St. Mary's, but St. Mary's won the brawl for the ball um, because of the spirit competition aspect. Um, I know I was there last year and they, they had a canned food drive. Um, I don't, I, I didn't see if that was involved. I assume it would be, uh, but we're talking, you know, thousands of pounds of food collected. And so that's also a fun one, you know, and, and there's rivalry games all over the state, Brandon, that are just, Hey, you know, when I was growing up, it was Fruitland, New Plymouth. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We just hated each other. (laughs) Nothing special. about it. Yeah, exactly. Um, but these, there's another element, you know, there's sportsmanship involved, which was never involved yeah. back then. <laughs> um, and, and then there's, you know, the, the sportsmanship, there's the, um, the, the fun stuff, the extra stuff. It's all about this, the school spirit, the fan spirit, cheerleaders, which makes it an event, which is why we're talking about them. Now, tonight, yes, tonight is a big one. And this is one that I've been to many times. We're, we're on, able to webcast it now, but the stinky sneaker competition <laughs> And it's got a great history behind it. Um, it's a good story, but it's always a good game. It's one of those, you know, the, the cliche, throw the records out the window. And, and last year, Meridian won 55 to 50 at Mountain View. Mm-hmm. Um, and and in, the, in the last few years, Mountain View has always been in that upper echelon of the 5ASIC, and Meridian has not been. Yeah. It's a little bit reversed this year. Oh, where really Meridian, reversed, yeah. <laughs> Meridian is, uh, the, the, they're pretty good this year. Yeah. Mountain View, rebuilding, mm-hmm. right? And so coming into it, it's one of those, throw it out the window. Who knows what's going to happen? But you, you dialed up head coach John Nettleton. Yes. And you had a chat with him about this today. Yeah, and uh, I'm going to be putting up a story on the website too based on that phone call that we had. He talked about, you know, the history of the stinky sneaker, what it means, kind of how it's difficult to coach in that kind of setting because it's just so loud. He's like, it doesn't matter whose home court you're on. You can't hear a single thing, especially when his players are on the other side of the floor. He's like, right. forget about it. Right. No way you're talking to him. You know, you, you hold up signs like you do on the sidelines for yeah. quarterbacks and, <laughs> and kind of wonder what's going on. So, all right, let, let's go ahead and hear that phone call right now between uh, Brandon Hill and John Nettleton at Mountain View. So on the phone, we have Coach Nettleton of the Mountain View Mavericks. Coach, how are you doing today? Oh, doing really well, really well. Finals are over and it's time for ball. So in terms of tonight's game, you know, the, the pictures of the stinky sneaker have been circulating around social media, Twitter. And for those uninitiated in this tradition, why does an old, dirty Chuck Taylor Converse shoe generate so much buzz? Well, it, it's kind of a, there's a little bit of a background to the story itself. Uh, in 2005, uh, when I became coach at uh, Mountain View, one of our assistant principals came to me and said, hey, I want to start a tradition, you know, because we really were year three of Mountain View at that point, and we didn't really have any tradition. And since we broke apart or kind of separated from Meridian, the kids did, that was kind of the logical, you know, school to use in a rivalry game. So Randy Fowd is his name, and uh, uh, it's in memory of him now. He passed away in a car accident uh, quite a few years ago. Uh, I think it was actually the year after he came up with the idea. I think it was 2006. It's been been that long already. But he came up with the idea and just said, hey, let's let's get a school spirit contest going, and I'm going to use this Chucky Taylor as the the trophy. And it didn't even have the the wooden base on it. It was just the shoe. And it kind of just grew from there, and we renamed it after him. And it's just been going back and forth between – us in, in Meridian, and it's, it's so much fun. It's, it's a kind of school spirit, atmosphere. It's awesome. And so when you're in that game, and like you said, the school spirit is just off the charts. There's people screaming and yelling in the stands from both schools. 
does that you know play a factor into the game? Is it kind of difficult to coach and communicate with your players when there's students from both student sections just going absolutely crazy? Oh, for sure. And I talked about it yesterday with my team and just reminded them and said, hey, you're not going to be able to hear me probably at all tonight. And so understanding what we're trying to do, game plan, obviously timeouts, you'll be able to, you know, talk with your players. And if they're on our side of the court, they'll hear you a little bit. But good luck, you know, on the other side of the floor, them hearing anything that I'm trying to, you know, let them know or remember. But that's that's the fun of uh, the atmosphere, though, just the, the loudness and the schools just cheering back and forth and kind of makes – I remember these games as players – uh, it just makes you play harder, and it's 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 just it's more fun. It's, it's more involved, and I think the kids are going to just have a ton of fun tonight. Now, Mountain View's kind of had a rough season so far. Meridian, on the other hand, one loss all year. What are you looking for in tonight's game game to try and get an edge over the Warriors? You're right. You know, Meridian's playing awesome. Uh, they've, they've had a great season so far. I think they're ten and one overall. Uh, I think they're second or third ranked in the state besides being second in conference. But uh, it's going to be a tough game. I mean, definitely going into their place, it's not going to be easy. Uh, you add uh, their ability and the, the skills that, that that team has. They get up and down the floor. They shoot the three ball. You know, they're led by Saner, and they got a big guy in the middle that can do a lot of different things. And we're trying to figure out, you know, just kind of, compete each night and what's going to give us the best chance to win and you know we're, we're not to where we want to be yet but hopefully tonight we, we add another uh step to the ladder of where we want to get to eventually and uh i hope it's going to be a a great game and a chance for my kids to come out and play hard now as coach of mountain view you and your players how badly do you want to get that shoe back into the uh, the trophy case over at mountain view well i mean as a team we, we can't really we don't really dictate what comes from the, the students in the, in the cheering section and the, all the decorating that they've done with signs and posters. But we want to win a game, and the game outcome doesn't affect you know who wins the trophy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're definitely going to play uh, as hard as we can and compete, and you know we want to come away with a win, and we also want to come away with a trophy. And hopefully, our student body is is out there loud and proud tonight and uh, uh, cheering for us. Uh, for 32 plus minutes during the course of the game. Right on, coach. Anything else you want to add about tonight's matchup at all? It's just if you've never been to it, if, if you're a fan listening to this right now, and you've never been to the Stinky Staker game, you, you have to go. I think it's it's probably, in my opinion, the the, the greatest rivalry game in terms of the uh, the contest. I know there's a lot other high schools in our state that have been around way longer than Mountain View. And so that rivalry in terms of length is probably better in a lot of people's eyes. But in the atmosphere setting, this is as good as it gets for sure that I've seen in this state and even around in other states. So hope to see you there tonight for sure. All right. You heard it here first from Coach Nettleton. Be there 7.30 p.m. tonight at Meridian High School. Mountain View taking on the Warriors. Coach, thanks so much for talking to us today. Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Like I said, that's always a fun event. You know, Coach Nettleton, you know, definitely in my my top five favorite head coaches in the state of Idaho. 
and there's there's a lot of guys in that top five. But he's he's seriously a class act guy. Um, it's always a lot of fun. I wish I didn't didn't have to be somewhere else tonight, or I would be at Middleton. You should take your girlfriend. Make it a date night. <laughs> I'm actually night. I'm jealous. I went to Valley View. And Caldwell was always our biggest rival, but we didn't play them a lot because of how 4A and 5A alignment yeah. was back then right. in the early 2010s. And then going to U of I, not a lot of competitive sport programs <laughs> to right. go to. And so it's it's cool to see here in the Treasure Valley some some crazy wild rivalry events that I didn't get to experience when I was going to school. Right. And and there's a lot of them that, that, that people don't know about, don't hear about a lot. And so, you know, you and I have talked, and over the next few months, we might actually start compiling some of those yeah. and do some stories on them and bring them uh, – bring those stories to light a little bit um, and share them with the rest of the state. Cause I think people are interested in this stuff. It's fun. It's good for the kids, good for the schools. And there's nothing wrong with that. Exactly. All right. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about some of the upcoming games this weekend. that aren't necessarily rivalry games, but they are big games as far as standings go. So we'll be right back on the Idaho sports prep cast presented by project filter. My name is Lisa and I smoked for 16 years before I finally quit. When I was a smoker, I didn't want to do things that wouldn't allow me to smoke. I never went on a field trip with either one of my children. All the field trips to the zoo, I missed all of that because that little round stick was controlling so much of my life. Now I can do any of that stuff. It doesn't matter. Call 1-800-QUIT-NOW or visit projectfilter.org. All right, games this weekend. It's Friday right now yes. as we're recording this. Friday afternoon and Saturday. A lot of big, big games happening. And you went through and found the best of the best and posted a, a couple of uh, great stories on Idaho Sports. One for the girls, one for the boys. A girls basketball weekend preview. Let's start in the 5As. 5As, you, uh, you decided to go with number two Mountain View versus number one Timberline. That's tomorrow night, 6 o'clock. Yeah, so for this, hopefully to be a weekly installment on Idaho sports. I kind of went through the, the media poll and the coaches poll looked at which teams were in the top five and which of them were basically on a collision course heading for this weekend. And you just couldn't ignore the, the top two teams in the state going head to head. Right. And, and Timberline, they're one of those teams that uh, they've, let's say basement dwellers, but they, you know, you don't really look at them as a contender every year. Andy Jones came over from Middleton, led them to great success, comes over and he's doing the same thing at Timberline, which mm -hmm. is great to see. You, you like to see teams that maybe don't have success for a few years, you know, r you know, ride that ebb and flow and get their turn at the top. So playing a, uh, a powerhouse like Mountain View yeah. that, that, that's kicked out a lot of good players, Destiny Slocum, her sister's on the team now. Um, so there's a, there's a lot of, of history between those two 5ASIC five, five teams. So that's going to be a fun one to keep a, uh, keep an eye on. So in the 4As, you picked Lakeland versus Sandpoint. The girls' game starts at 4 p.m. Yeah, especially when you look at the Inland Empire, only three teams, and there's only a couple games left in the season. And once that conference, those conference matchups right. start happening, you know, every game matters. And so even though Lakeland looks a little underhanded in this one, I was like, yeah, I think this one could definitely be a pretty good game. You know, it, it's a small conference. Yeah. So they play a lot of it. They, they play up, they play down, they mm -hmm. play out of state. And so when they finally do get into conference, uh, that, that conference standing is really important when they're playing each other. Yeah. Because they only get a couple shots exactly. at the conference opponents. So we'll, we'll see how that one goes. Let's get to the three A's now. We're going to head clear over to Eastern Idaho. Number four, Teton at number one, Sugar Salem. That's also tomorrow night, 7.30 p.m. Yeah, I think... I like Teton in this matchup, actually. I was looking wow. at, you know, their, their uh, point differentials, uh, their top scores. And, yeah, Sugar Salem, you know, is an obvious favorite. They're really good this year. 
really good almost every year. Every year, yeah. But yeah, <laughs> Teton is just one of those. It's just kind of a gut feeling where I was looking at their numbers and I said, you know what, they're they're going to stay competitive in this one. You know, and, and not not that we're making picks every game, but since yeah. you did, I'm going to go with Sugar. And and for the exact reason that Coach Daly told you, you you quoted her um, in your in your piece. Every girl on the team is a threat from the fr- from the three point yeah. line. And if you've got a team, boys or girls, doesn't matter that you can go out there and nail the threes. Great. And if you only have one or two, mm-hmm. you, you can you can shut shut them down and have a chance. Well, if you've got every girl on the team, you know, you, you can't, you know, like my son's team plays a 3-2 zone. Mm-hmm. Not a fan. Never <laughs> a fan of the 3-2. But you can't play a 5-0 zone to keep everybody from <laughs> exactly. shooting. Exactly. That's, that's a little bit worse. Exactly. So I'm going to say Sugar Salem comes out in a very close one. Yeah. Uh, and I think they'll be tied for the conference because I think Teton has one yep. conference win. Sugar has none. Yes. At that point. But I guess by way of tiebreaker that'd be first so i say sugar we'll okay. pull that one out so let's head <laughs> to the two ways real quick and we're going to um, be here right in the in the valley in the boise area the two way wic number two the coal valley christian chargers against the new plymouth pilgrims like pilgrim at the lady pilgrims I'm not sure <laughs> what they are but that game is being being played tomorrow at new plymouth three o'clock yeah, the Grims are one of those teams in uh, in the Western Idaho Conference, kind of on the outside looking in, trying to get into that that second place, third place conversation. Something that you know, Coal Valley's got locked down, and they Coal Valley's got a couple of really good wins on the season. They beat Middleton, and I think twice this year against Homedale and another team, they held them to single digits. Yeah, so their defense just lights out. Yes, and Coal Valley's been good for the last two or three years. Mm-hmm. This year, I think they're actually a step above where they have been. Pretty Insane. unstoppable. So going up against New Plymouth is always a test, yeah. you know, going into the Pilgrim Pavilion. <laughs> and it is a Lady Grimm's. I was just kidding before. I, I knew that. All of you New Plymouth fans are <laughs> yelling at me right now. All right, let's head to the 1AD1s. Number three, Rimrock at Riverstone. And that is tonight, 6 p.m. Yeah, another game where, you know, there's one team that might be have a little bit more of an edge, an obvious edge, competitive edge. But I think, you know, Riverstone can also stay competitive. There's a great story about a small school. It's um, Vision Charter yes, um, that we put up this week. So um, if you're a fan of those small schools and the great stories behind them, go to Idaho Sports and check out that story right there. Let's head to the 1A D2s. And this one, you, you think we're looking at football, um, exactly. but it's really basketball. Um, with just three losses between them, as you say, Lighthouse and Carey's Friday afternoon matchup will likely add to an already storied rivalry. And it will. You know, mm-hmm. We've got Lighthouse Christian at number one Carey. That tips off in, in an hour. Yeah, I love seeing the matchup between these two, especially what happened during football season, these two teams meeting in the state championship. It was awesome to see. And now, you know, in girls basketball, we're seeing two teams that are both really good again going head-to-head. I'm excited. All right, let's switch gears and go to the boys. In the 5As, you pick number three Meridian, which we talked about, uh, at number one Rocky Mountain. And that's that's a phrase that's been said many times over the last you know, four, five, six years. Number one, Rocky Mountain. They just seem to kick out good teams, good athletes in, in all sports, you know, from girls soccer, baseball, mm-hmm. um, basketball, everything. Rocky Mountain just does well. So Meridian going into Rocky Mountain tomorrow night, um, Saturday night, 6 p.m. It should be a good game. And you mentioned good players, good coaches. I mean, it seems like no matter what sport's being played at Rocky Mountain, the guys and gals behind the uh, the scenes are doing their part and getting their players ready. And the Grizzlies always seem to have some kind of competitive edge over whoever they play. Now, with Meridian playing Mountain View tonight, mm-hmm. how much will that affect them tomorrow playing Rocky Mountain? I mentioned that a little bit in the story. It's going to be quite the test. And, uh, and the head coach mentioned that in the emails that we were 
uh, talking back and forth. They said, you know, this is the moment of the season where we're going to find out who we are. Because when you go against two really good teams like this, you find out pretty quickly how well your team can respond to adversity. Exactly. Well, here we go. Let's head to the four A's. Number five, Pocatello at number two, Preston. Two top five teams, the same conference. That's tomorrow night, 7.30 p.m. Yeah, another game. Eastern Idaho, especially in 4A, is just loaded with talent. And so this one really caught my eye. We're going to have actually one of our new writers, Brandon Bainey, over there. He's going to try and take some photos, maybe talk to some players after the game. So so keep an eye out for some additional coverage after that one. And I saw a recap of that one. Yeah. Awesome. You know, and it, it, it is a very stacked conference. It's a big conference, um, both in landmass and teams. You know, it stretches everywhere. Um, and, and it has for the last couple of years. I've, I've heard differing opinions on how that's going. Not too many people are excited uh, about <laughs> it, but, you know, it is what it is over there. But Preston, always looking good. Head coach Tyler Jones does a, a fantastic job over there. And, and Pocatello looking really good this year. So that that could end up being a good game. Don't be surprised if Pocatello, you know, not only keeps it close, but might actually come out and, and, and surprise some people. Yeah. Let's head to three ace. Number two, Kimberly at number five, Snake River. Um, you know, Magic Valley versus Eastern Idaho in that Blackfoot area. That's tonight, 7.30 p.m. Yeah, again, two really good Eastern Idaho teams and two teams that, you know, kind of both balance on offense and defense um, with 70-point-plus showings, you know, for, for the Panthers. I, I just I don't know who to really pick in this one. I don't know who's favored. I think it could go either way. Yeah, I think Kimberly is probably favored on that, but Snake River can yeah, exactly. reach up and bite you, so <laughs> to speak, at, at any time. You know, you've got a classic team of, of Snake River being good. Kimberly, you know, the Bulldogs looking really good this year. Um, so, yeah, I think that's going to be another one that uh, that's going to be a great matchup. Now, in the two ways, we're heading back to Eastern Idaho, District 5. Number 5, West Side at number 3, Bear Lake. That's tomorrow night, 7.30 p.m. as well. Yeah, uh, West Side actually has probably more... Uh, momentum. I think you could argue they've won eight in a row so far, looking to, to add to that win streak. Bear Lake only two in a row. Um, but again, they did have to face North Fremont that snapped their previous win streak. So I think two teams that could uh, go head to head and maybe shake up our uh, next week's media poll and coaches poll. Yeah. And, and, and that's a good point to make with all of these games, girls games, boys games we're listing. These are all games that the voters are looking at mm -hmm. um, to really decide on how they're going to vote next week. Because yeah. when you see a team that's beaten by this team, we have to adjust your votes. And it's been pretty easy going um, for voters um, so far in the season. But mm -hmm. as you get to this point of the year, sometimes, you know, the cream stays at the top and sometimes you see teams come up and, uh, and, and surprise some people. So it's going to be fun seeing next week's media polls for sure. All right, let's head to the 1A's. 1AD1, number one, Potlatch at number five, Prairie. That's tonight, 7.30 p.m. Pacific. Yeah, it's hard to, to count out the loggers in this one. Uh, like I mentioned in the story, three points away from a perfect season because they lost to St. Mary's, 47-44. So I think Potlatch is, is definitely the more dominant team. But like in all of these matchups, when you have a ranked team like Prairie, you can't never count them out. No. You know, and, and you can say that no matter what about Prairie. Just, yeah. You never count them out. Um, St. Mary's a good team, though, coming in um, and, and barely beating yeah. Potlatch. Um, I, I think Potlatch is, is really sitting at number one in the entire classification when they get to state. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I Personally, I think they're, everyone else is playing for, for second place yeah. when, they, when they get there. It's going to be a fun tournament, um, and, and Potlatch and Prairie, I'm sure, are, are both going to be there. Um, so watch out for that one. Number... Uh, well, I guess this would be number 12 in our list, one for each classification. <laughs> yeah. uh, 1AD2, we're going right back to it. Number three, Lighthouse at number five, Carry tonight, 730. 
Yeah, again, just I love this matchup. I love the, the rivalry between these two teams. And, and last week, the Lions put up a whopping 90 points against Dietrich. Crazy. So their offense, you could say it's it's pretty hot. It is pretty hot. Not 90 points. That, that had to have been a fun game to watch. Yeah, exactly. Good times. All right, we are going to take a quick break and be right back with the surprise topic oh, of no. the day <laughs> here on the Idaho Sports Prepcast presented by our good friends at Project Filter. This is something that's totally in all of our control, and that's what really motivated me to quit smoking. I quit for myself, but it was a good thing that I did because I had too much to lose. I'm glad that I quit, and I don't ever want to be there again. It's just not worth it. Each year, hundreds of Idahoans quit smoking. Get help or share your quit story. Visit projectfilter.org. All right, it is now time for my favorite segment, the surprise topic of the day. We started it last week, and I thought, you know what, we're going to keep doing it. <laughs> yeah, I did not know this was going to be a weekly occurrence. But well, it's, it's fun because I don't tell you what we're talking about. Which makes it so much fun for me because you know how much I love surprises. Yes, well, we're going to go back to the NFL. Okay. We did the NFL last week. I'm, I'm keeping it in your comfort zone. Yes. Okay, so they're in Kansas City, mm-hmm. and you know, my wife, her family, they're from Missouri. Yeah. Huge Chiefs fans. I've kind of evolved to it. I'm a, I'm a Broncos fan. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, there's that little rivalry there. But I've, I've started to like the Chiefs as well. Patrick Mahomes, all those guys. It's hard not to. Well, there, there's a guy in Kansas City named Robert Gaskins. Now, Robert Gaskins, okay. he's not only a fan of the Chiefs, but he's a fan of Andy Reid. Okay. okay. And he got a tattoo of Andy Reid's face <laughs> on his leg uh, in Midtown. Uh, so... My, my topic of discussion is fans getting tattoos of their of their teams, mm. players, coaches on any part of their body. See, here's the thing about that. It's, it's kind of the same reason I'm always hesitant about falling in love with a coach or a player, buying a jersey. I, I won't right. even buy a jersey, a Bears jersey, because I'm so worried that I'm going to spend the 100 plus dollars and then have right. that player be cut the next year and have a jersey that's like, oh, remember that guy that had... A hundred yards rushing in a game, great, right? So something as permanent, permanent as as a tattoo. I mean, yeah, Andy Reid's a great coach, but what if something happens and he just totally screws the organization, and then you're stuck with his his face on your thigh or whatever for the rest of your life? Oh, exactly. And and this guy, Mister uh, Mister Gaskin, said he was a fan of Andy Reid mm-hmm. when he was at Philadelphia. So okay. he's he's a fan as he follows him, and, and he's also a fan of other people. He's got. No, uh, he's got. Let, let, let me give you the list of okay. players that he has. He has on him Kevin Durant, John Claude Van Damme because that fits. George Brett, Travis Kelsey, Floyd Mayweather, Mike Tyson, Joe Montana, and of course Patrick Mahomes. Now they're also doing Andy Reid. Uh, he has the Honey Badger. Okay, you know Ty, uh, Tyran Mathau's nickname. Uh, and, but this isn't the only one getting a Chiefs-related tattoo. This place where he's getting it, Limitless Tattoo. He says that Patrick Mahomes, his tattoos have gone up seventy five percent. So there, there's a lot of people doing this. <laughs> you know, and, you know, you mentioned the the, the permanence mm-hmm. of that jersey. Well, the permanence of the tattoo, any tattoo to me, <laughs> exactly to me is is frightening. It is, you know, because something you think is cool when you're twenty one and nor- <laughs> usually half drunk isn't as cool when you're oh, no. when you're eighty eight and and look down and go, man, what was I thinking? Oh man, I mean. I can, in terms of sports-related tattoos, 
maybe the Super Bowls. You know, maybe you get you get yeah. XLIV or whatever tattooed on you because your team won that Super Bowl and you went or yeah, and it was so memorable. But but banking your public appearance on someone currently coaching, I think, is is, is a gamble I wouldn't take. Right. You know, and, and I've seen tattoos online where someone thinks it'd be so sweet to get a picture of their, their newborn baby. <laughs> and it turns out looking like a demon child yeah. because it wasn't done right. I just, I don't trust people in general, tattoo artists, coaches right. that I'm getting the tattoo of. I don't trust anybody that much right. to, to put that on my body forever. I will tell you what I'm going to do at one point. So okay. when we go to games, yeah. we used to have our, our press pass and we just show our press pass. Mm-hmm. Say, hey, we're with Idaho Sports. Hey, we'll come <laughs> on in. So, and, and once in a while, mm-hmm. they'll, they'll say, hey, well, do you want a stamp? And even, you know, even fewer times they say, where do you want your stamp? And I, at one point, I'm just going to turn around and go, you know what? I've always wanted a tramp stamp. <laughs> and just to see what the reaction is by that poor lady at the table. See, I thought you were going to say you were going to tattoo the Idaho Sports logo on you <laughs> and just, you know, hold up your wrist like the, the dark mark in Harry Potter and be like, right. I'm, I'm one of them. Let me. <laughs> no, I would probably get it square on my stomach. And just like, rip apart your shirt like Superman? Because yes. those of you that, that haven't seen me, yes. I do not have a six pack. <laughs> It is far from. I have a the, gallon. The quintessential dad bod. Exactly. Is where I'm going. So a tattoo of the Idaho Sports logo on the on the belly to show would be one extremely funny. Yes. Which I would get a you know big big uh, laugh at. But I just don't think it'd go over well. Yeah, maybe don't do it in high school. It would be my tip. But my, uh, my, <laughs> my prison record would not look so good. <laughs> no, not. afterwards. Well, this has been a fun Idaho Sports Prepcast. We appreciate you uh, clicking and listening. Make sure you share it with your friends and family and apologize them ahead of time that uh, <laughs> the surprise topic of the day can go off the rails. Oh, quickly. Quickly, quickly and, and often. So we want to thank uh, Brandon for all your work um, on the website, writing all of these. If you've got some ideas for Brandon, for story ideas, if you'd like to become a writer and write some of these stories, email Brandon at idahosports.com. He would love to hear from you. Make sure you check out the website for the recent photo galleries, uh, our webcast schedule, score schedules, and more on idosports.com. This has been the idosports.com prep guest presented by Project Filter.